The views and opinions expressed by guests on the TWBC podcast are solely those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the views of nor constitute an endorsement by the host, TWBC, or the advertisers. National Championships, Confederation Championships, World Championships, Major Professional Events. For over three decades, he has been there for many of the sport's greatest moments. And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings and salutations to one and all. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot. This is the latest edition of the TWBC uh, podcast uh, coming to you live, uh, well, almost live, uh, from uh, from the Swiss uh, Water Ski Resort in Claremont, Florida, as we get ready for the Swiss Pro Slalom, which will take place on May the 1st. And we've got a stacked uh, field of uh, competitors, both in the men and especially in the women's uh, competition. And uh, we're going to focus a little bit on that uh, in this episode uh, because uh, we will be interviewing within this podcast not one not two but three uh, athletes uh, who will be competing in uh, said uh, Swiss uh, Pro Slalom we're going to have Alicia Bagnoli uh, Patrizia Yanni but first of all we've got a skier who's had a, a, a tremendous uh, previous season in the 2021 and is looking to do uh, uh, similar things again in 2022 uh, Chelsea Mills how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. Hey, not a problem. Not a problem at all. And uh, and just going going uh, going beyond what I just said about your season. Uh, how how how's your winter been? Uh, 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 taking into account the success that you had in uh, the 2021 season. Well, after last season, I was I was set on taking some time off, and I had skied through the last several winters, so I was feeling a bit burnt out, especially with how many events we had last year and I went to I was actually at all 13 pro events last year I think I only missed Hilltop because of injury and so by November my mid-November I was gassed and I needed some time off um, I went to, up to Canada to stay with my boyfriend for a while and I really made skiing a backseat I didn't do much until say February and I kept my sights my sets pretty light um, and so I'm really just starting to build up each month now um, but I definitely took some time off and um, needed that mental reset um, regardless of what, how that affects me early in the season I feel that I needed it for myself and how difficult is that you know I mean I mean you you had you had a lot of energy at the end of the season obviously you were looking to rest and every, and every and everyone every everyone has a right to uh, to kick back a little bit and take stock of what they've got you know but when you when you go out there and you purposely say to yourself hey listen i'm just going to just going to do some really really light sets not not going to shorten the rope any anything shorter than about 13 or 12 meters when something inside you is like saying go on 
go on, 11.25 metres. You know you want it. You know you want to do that. I mean, how difficult is that to try and rein in that kind of uh, thought process? For me, it's not hard because in the beginning of the year, I make sure that I'm always running the previous line length really well before I shorten the rope. So I'm not about to put the rope on 38 if my 35s aren't really clean. Um, so I always make sure I start my season that way. I see a lot of other people do the opposite of that. They just start running up the line, running up the line and beating their head against the wall. And I just like to reestablish my foundation. And I mean, you're uh, and, and actually that that goes to my my next point a little bit i mean it's the whole mental aspect and the whole mindset to deal of about slalom skiing which you which you practice yourself but you you actually help with a whole uh, bunch of other skiers that are that are competing not not only on the amateur level but also on the professional level as well i do i um i have around 15 skiers right now um which believe it or not is slightly mentally draining for me just to talk about skiing that much um, but I really enjoy it. And then I have another probably 10 athletes that are in various other sports, uh, golf, track, uh, basketball, soccer, you know, all the run of the mill. So um, Lit, uh, literally run. Oh, it's all over the place. But I, I love it. And I do have a, a, an attraction to skiers and skiers have an attraction to me just because um, of knowing the nuances of sort of what we deal with on the mental side and I'm happy to be able to help others um, overcome some of those things and also just reach their peak because it's not all about um, it's not all about a problem it's often about just being the very best which is why you know I have Sasha who is a world champion um, doing our program so we have we have people that have won national championships and um, you know they're looking to be pros and so, so a lot of people think mental training is about oh we need to fix a problem or you must have a mental block and really that's not the case um, often we're just trying to help an athlete peak Indeed, indeed. And I mean, without going dialing into personal specifics or anything like that, but do you find that there are, that there are some common common mistakes and common traits uh, between some of the, some of the skiers that 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 you have in your quote unquote stable or or those even outside your stable? You know, I mean, do you look at some some athletes said, oh, it's this old chestnut going going down the line? Yeah, I think that we see the same common things happen in all athletes, like um, being competing tentatively or practicing better than they compete or um, lack of clarity or an inability to relax under pressure where the nerves just take over. Um, so we have lots of tools that we give athletes to um, to deal with those things. And we also keep them on the right track as far as the way that they're training. And especially with skiers, there's a lot of strategy involved in, you know, how do you train and who do you train with and how often and what do your sets look like and how often are you changing things and how often are you, um, you know, working on different concepts and ideas? How often do you get coaching? So there's lots of um, other aspects to the mental side. 
Yeah, because a lot of skiers that I know, and some well, some skiers that I know get into this thing called finitis. You know, where they where 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 they blame everything upon their fin and foil settings and their and their binding placement. Yes. You know, that's a that's a pretty slippery slope to go down, isn't it? It is, but I mean, while it is extremely important, um, yeah, you need to know what's what and be able to take responsibility for your own mistakes and not be looking to blame. Um, blame your equipment or drivers or boats or anything else all right then so let's focus uh, back upon you a little bit because uh we're you're preparing for for the season first event of the year obviously want to try and uh, try and get off on on the good foot you know try and try and get into the top five you know after after two rounds of skiing at the swiss pro you know i mean but but uh, but obvious but obvious while you while a lot of emphasis is placed upon something like the swiss pro eager to eager to get out the blocks and get into a good rhythm you know it's obviously not the end all and be all of the season because it's going to be a long one and i mean and you just mentioned uh to me before this podcast that uh, that you skied 13 events all of last season, and uh, I think you, had, I think you actually did mention it. As a matter of fact, so are, are you looking to keep the amount of events the same, or are you looking to scale back a little bit and go for quality rather than quantity? Uh, my plan is to do Swiss Pro, and then um, we've got some Masters qualifiers and stuff coming up after that, and then um, Lake 38 is is close. I love that lake. I love the people there. I definitely want to go there. I'm going to go to Trophy Lakes Pro. Um, those are some of um, some of my best friends up there. So I'm definitely going to be going there. And then I plan to go to Spain to do the um, Botas. the qualifier at Botaski. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going there. Um, but I am planning to spend the summer in Canada with my boyfriend and... Um, so I'll be skipping the rest of the European events and also just financially, it just kind of makes sense to go over to Europe for a week versus five weeks. Um, and then in the fall, I plan to do some of the Florida stuff. So I'll be at a lot, but I will probably miss, you know, um, Greece, France, uh, Italy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so obviously you got things uh, planned out uh, mm -hmm. for, for the, for the season to come. Uh, performance wise, you know, goal wise, you know, for the, for the season, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you had regular excursions into 30, into 39 and a half off. Uh, what, what was that? What was actually your best score last season in, in, in all out of all of the events? Uh, four, four, four. thirty-nine, mm -hmm. and getting those last two buoys are the two, two of the hardest buoys. They are. <laughs> they of, are at thirty-nine and a half off. So sights set on running that pass and may, maybe a sticking one on the forty-one off, possibly. I mean, that's been a goal for a long time. A long-standing goal for me has been to to run thirty-nine. I would love to. Um, and you know it's it's there it happens here and there in practice um but yeah putting it together and yeah my goal is just honestly my goal is to just become a little bit better skier every day um so i i call that like the one percent rule so i'm just literally trying to get one percent better every day i don't care if it's a tournament day i don't care if it's a practice day 
I just want to get 1% better. And that's kind of my goal every day, whether I'm in a tournament round or not, because I really don't want to ski my tournament sets any different than my practice sets. Um, you know, in terms of result goals, I, I tend to really focus on the process, but result goals, of course, you know, always want to be in the top five um, at any tournament. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I believe I'm capable. There are also other girls skiing great uh, right now, and it seems like the bar is compl- continuing to be raised by the field, um, particularly last year but I think we might actually see more of that this year we might see um, the bar be even raised even higher and I think that's very possible Um, so I'm skiing I'm skiing well but I think other there are girls that are there are other girls skiing great too so you never know and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go out there and be aggressive and I'm just gonna focus on my keys and if my keys don't work I'm gonna change them and if my keys do work I'll stick with it but my goal is just to be aggressive get after it and um you know have fun is the other thing I my another goal of mine is you know sometimes I take this sport a little seriously too seriously I think and so I like to remind myself that you know this is this is really for fun for me and so I'm gonna try to make that also a priority and it, and it seems to me from that answer that you would you take a little bit of time to reflect on where you've come within the sport because yeah. I mean you you took this sport rather late yeah. in 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 a, in a pro in a pro athlete's career you actually excelled in another sport before you took on this one so do you have enough do you give yourself enough time to reflect upon where you've been and where you are now yeah I do I mean I've I'm so happy and grateful that I've run into like the right people um, along the way and just very thankful and feel very blessed um, that that's happened. Um, And yeah, and I do reflect on it. And I've also, like you said, I've been I've been competing pretty hard in either a division one sport or um, or professionally in two sports for 20 years now so there are times where it does get to be a grind and you're just like okay I need to like chill give myself some time to um you know just enjoy life a little bit because life cannot be a hundred percent about the sports and um so sometimes I need to like take a step back and go like whoa I need to focus on my relationships I need to you know I need to go see this friend I need to um, prioritize some other things like God and um, you know so whenever I lose sight of those things I'm like I I'm try to be pretty self-aware when whenever my priorities are not in line because for me I ski my best when skiing is not number one when skiing is like number four is when I actually ski my best well, thank you for taking the time out uh, to be interviewed in this uh, this edition of the TWBC podcast. We certainly wish you the best of luck going forward, not only for the Swiss Pro Slalom coming up this weekend at the time of this recording, but also for the events that uh, that you'll uh, that you'll take on for the remainder of the of the season. Uh, any other uh, 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 passing comments? Uh, uh, no, at the end of this one. Um, I guess just I'm just thankful to um, the Water Ski Pro Tour um, and the fact 
fact that we have something to um, something to go on now and just something for people to watch, something for people to get into, something that athletes can get into. I'm, I'm fired up about the Water Ski Pro Tour and I'm thankful to TWBC. I just think they do an amazing, amazing job. It's the best thing ever that's happened in the last 10 years in our sport. Um, and I'm really excited to see where women's slalom goes because I think we're on the up and up. Okay, the uh, the next portion of uh, this uh, this podcast uh, features a uh, a skier who's been uh, who's been quite prominent uh, among the top female slalom skiers in Italy for many many seasons. Uh, uh, Beatrice Yanni, how are you doing? Ciao, Tony. I'm very good, thank you. Good, 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 good. And uh, yeah, you're uh, you're competing in the Swiss Pro Slalom for the very first time, I believe. Isn't that correct? No, actually, I skied the first Swiss Pro Slalom. So rolling back the years a little yeah. bit, I'm sure that Clint is very, very pleased to see you uh, back uh, back on back on the running order. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be here. Like, yeah, I think it was like the last year I skied before my elbow injury, so it's really cool and great to be back here yeah you yeah you speak about injuries and unfortunately for you for, for you over the last few seasons or at least some of the last few seasons you've you've kind of you kind of had to take a break a bit because uh, because of some of the injuries that you've you've sustained you mentioned your elbow but I but I think you you had a shoulder injury at one time, and I know that you took a crash at uh, Rochetto in in 2011 at the Europeans. At the Europeans, yes. yeah, yeah. And, that was and, a, a pretty good fall. Yeah, <laughs> and you can still see the video from that fall by going to the TWBC yeah. YouTube channel. It was quite it, it was quite horrific, as a, as a matter of fact, you know. So taking all of that into account, you know, you're still persistent. You still you still have that desire to get it back out in the water. You know, um, uh, explain that to me yes after a few years um, I, I, I had to stop because I had this tendinitis to my elbow left elbow and I got surgery but didn't work so I switched hands I mean the grip okay so, so let's let's just say you you are left or right foot forward right you're right foot forward which means ordinarily you, your grip is going to be left hand up yeah so now you're right hand up yeah Okay, you're you're someone after my own heart because I'm left foot forward, and all and my handle grip is left hand up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really. There you go. Yeah. High five. <laughs> High, five. <laughs> High five. Yeah, that's the only thing that that worked. I mean, that's the only way I, I can ski now without pain. Wow. I, I mean, I could try. I can try, but I don't want to to uh, switch again the grip. Because I don't want to feel that pain again. It was like crazy. Okay, so how so how's that affected your technique overall in the slalom course? Because I watched you practice today, and you you look you look pretty you look pretty good out there out in the water. As a matter of fact, um, I looked at your technique, and it was very very reminiscent of a one Camille Duval from back from from oh, from back in the eighties, yeah. and she was the nineteen eighty five uh, world slalom champion. Yeah, I mean it feels it feels good going on one three five ball pulling with the with the right hand up because it's I feel stronger. You feel a, a little bit less on the other side, but I feel stronger. 
Okay. Well, that's well, that's good. I mean, it's a little bit on the plus side. So, so now you've gotten back in. I mean, you skied in the World Championships. You got the bronze medal in the European Women's Slalom Championship last year over in, over it, in Greece. Actually, it was my first open uh, uh, medal. Your first uh, open medal after yeah, all I've, of these seasons. Yeah, and even like after five years not competing. So it was for me. It was a great achievement. I was so happy. Oh, I bet you were. I bet. Yeah. I, I bet you were. So uh, obviously, skiing is not the uh, the be all. Uh, and end all of 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 what uh, of what makes a bit of Tiani, you know, tick, you know. So, so kind of kind of tell us a little bit about what you do aside from skiing. Uh, I mean, you're you're from Rome, aren't you? Yeah. I'm and you from ski Rome. over in Spelonga, right? Yeah. To which it, which is a place that my father used to ski, and he didn't didn't tell me until recently. But there you go. But uh, but anyway, tell me a little bit about uh, about what what is the day-to-day for Bertolizio Iani? Um, I own um, a small uh, marketing agency, uh, digital marketing. Mm-hmm. So it's about social media and I manage all the graphics and my partner, she's the um, strategist. Oh. Yeah, so I work on my laptop all the time. So that, I mean... I'm lucky because I can work wherever I want. So I can work from Sperlunga, mm-hmm. where I ski. So in the morning I can do some work and then have my set and then go back home. And yeah, that's pretty much my day. Yeah, I mean, and and, and I mean to have that luxury of being able to work from the laptop. I mean, uh, and and during COVID, you know, I mean, over the last last oh, few man. seasons, I mean, you, you you're shaking your head a little <laughs> bit and you like thinking oh. like lockdown was crazy in, in in Rome in Italy. I mean, for everyone, I spent. Uh, Almost three months by myself in my apartment because of COVID. Yeah, because, I mean, like, Italy was like the epicenter for for COVID as it started to spread in Europe, you know. So, I mean, I can't imagine you, like, cabin fever after three months, you know, with with COVID. But you you were still able to work, but... but Yeah, I will say, I mean, work was a bit, like, there was less work, you know, because all the activities were closed. So we lost a bit, like, some... Uh, clients yeah just during the, that that moment mm-hmm. that particular moment so I focused on just I don't know I was but my days during the lockdown were a bit boring but like I managed yeah, that must have been a struggle because I mean I can imagine you with your good slalom ski over in the corner, you know, yeah. like 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 slowly well, but surely gathering dust, and you weren't able to get out uh, get out the city, much less uh, get on out there and slalom. Yeah, like actually we were allowed before other people to go out, mm-hmm. like just for training. So as soon as I, I got the you know the. Um, how do you say that? The notification. Yeah, I was in the car, like right away. <laughs> okay, heading to Sperlonga to ski. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> I called Manuel and I said, uh, start the boat, please. I'm coming. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I took my dog with me, like, and went to Sperlonga right away. Like, it, it was just good to ski and see other people, you know? 
and I mean, and obviously to ski in other events. I mean, you're, you you've skied in the San Gervasio tournament uh, yeah. uh, pretty much since it started. I mean, barring the one or two seasons that you had didn't couldn't ski because of injury. Uh, San Gervasio coming round again. You're looking forward to uh, to that to that great event over over there in uh, in the northern part of Italy. Yeah, of course. Like uh, Matteo is doing a great job, and it's one of the best tournaments we have in uh, in Europe. Like, I mean, I would say in the world. You know, like it was like the first European Pro tournament after many years. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, they're doing a pretty good job, and I'm really looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, and I'm certainly looking forward to it as well because, because I mean, I, I, I have this deep love of Italy inside of yeah. me. You know, I mean, I actually, I actually lived in Italy for a little while in my infancy, and that hence the reason why my father skied over in Spalonga back uh, in yeah. back in the late 1970s, way before I learned how to ski. But you know, I mean. It, the San Gervasio Pro uh, is part of the Water Ski Pro Tour, and uh, the, the Water Ski Pro Tour coming round the, uh, the uh, this this being the second year, you know, I mean, it, it it's coming at a pretty good time for the sport right now. Yeah, like the the Pro Ski the Pro Tour, it's doing a they they are they're doing a great job, like. I think there were these many tournaments during on a high level during the summertime in Europe. So I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a, a good summer. So what are your goals so far as the season? Are you look are you looking for a potentially high score? Are you looking for consistently being on the podium, making finals? You know, what what is it going to be a combination of that or is, or are you ju- or are you just going to shoot for the stars a little bit here? Uh for me it's just having fun like because I I love skiing and yeah, I would like to yeah, score a bit more, do some more boys at 39 so yeah that's what that's that's my goal all right and typically what i do uh, with uh, with, with uh, my interviewees uh, towards the end of a podcast is allow them the opportunity to to say thanks and uh, to uh, to the people that have gotten them to where they are today so i'll give you the microphone and you can do do so oh man okay <laughs> so um, yeah in italian if you want to okay yeah, but it's it's better in Italian than in English. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I want to thank my family, of course, um, my father, who who's the one who taught us how to water ski and really pushed us, me and my brother, my sisters, and everyone. Mm-hmm. And my brother, of course, because he's a really good supporter. That's Matteo. Matteo, yeah, and he's here. Actually, you're gonna meet him on Sunday. Well, very good. Yeah. And I want to thank David and Manuel mm-hmm. from Sperlonga, Shinautico Laghetto. Oh, there we go. Yeah, because they're great guys. Manuel is a great driver. And David is coaching me, so patient with me, like, <laughs> because it's, it's hard coach me like it's really hard oh i can imagine <laughs> it's really hard so yeah that's it like and i want to say ciao to all my friends in room 
and that's it. All right then, and ciao to you as well, uh, Patrizia Yani, and uh, thank you very much uh, for participating. And to round off uh, this uh, podcast, I'd like to welcome in a good friend of mine, uh, a recent graduate from the University of Louisiana at La Lafayette, go Cajuns, and uh, and a fantastic slant skier herself actually made an appearance in the World Championship Slalom Final uh, in September. Her name is uh, Licha Bagnoli. How are you doing? Hi, Tony. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good, 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 good. So uh, this time of year, always a busy time of year. We've got Swiss Pro. I know you I, I know you ski here over at Swiss. You, here, you, you work here, as a matter of fact, along with Vincent Stadelbauer and, uh, and Clint and a whole, whole, whole bunch of others to, to improve their skiing. But uh, you, you're fresh off uh, your studies from the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Uh, what, could, what degree did you actually uh, uh, graduate in? So I studied sport management with a minor in business. So that was my major. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I'm looking towards that minor in in uh, uh, in a way to to maybe possibly announce uh, some new venture that you've involved yourself in. Tell us a little bit more. Why why did tell us for the world for the for the very first time? Yeah, you said it right, Tony. So from this year, starting May first, um, I'm gonna be able to announce that I'm actually running um, pro gears. Of course, with the help of help of Clint and Clint's family, but I'm kind of taking over it, um, creating a new website, you know, just pushing the market a little bit more. Um, the originals is, the, the Progear are called the originals, are the very first uh, type of gloss that was invented. Um, Clint always was trying always to find perfection in gloves and could never really find it, so he decided to create his own, um, you know, to fit his own standards and high standards for everyone that really good skier could use in tournaments and be satisfied with it and win titles, win world championship with it. And um, so, yeah, so starting May 1st, I'm going to take over and show to the world um, pro, the, pro, the Pro Gear brand again. And uh, yeah. That must be a pretty proud moment for you because, I mean, I know the sports of water skiing, especially in the manufacturing uh, realm, is uh, predominantly uh, male-orientated type deal. So, uh, so I mu- must give you an immense source of pride to uh, to be able to uh, to to to, rep- to represent uh, 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 females in terms of uh, of, of running. Uh, a brand within the sport of water skiing. Yeah, absolutely honored. Honestly, you know, I graduated in December um, with sport management degree, and now, a couple of months later, I'm already <laughs> trying to run this company. Um, I already have a couple of people in my team, uh, you know, Vincent Salobauer as a, as a man, but I also am super proud to announce that um, I'm going to have Samantha Dumala as a woman's team of our member. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the originals, now there are a lot of gloss in the, in, in the market out there, but the originals are the very first gloss invented. Um, I love the color, and, and uh, for me, they're really good gloves. They're the best, and that's why I'm going to try to push them back and see the world um, that they should go for it all the way. And I don't think anyone would excuse you if you wanted to splash in a little bit of white and a little bit of green uh, to go along with the red uh, some way, somewhere in there as well. I'm keeping the red as of now. Red and black honestly looks aggressive and uh, is good for both men and women. And 
I just love red and black. It's just a cool color combination. Excellent, and one of my favorite color combinations as well. So uh, let, let's let's steer away away from that a little bit. And uh, you pretty much had a fantastic uh, season uh, last season. You made it to the World Championship Slam final, and in, in actually in the process of making it to that final, you, you actually got onto 39 and a half off for one of maybe about three or four times in in your in your pro career isn't that right yeah actually um i have ran 38 off twice before that um it happened twice uh in italy and then i haven't ran it for a couple of years you know and then um i had a good start of the season just by getting a second place in the europeans getting four at 11 38 off and after that, I started practicing a little bit better. Um, already, you know, in practice, my technique got a little bit better, got improved, and got more consistent. And then, honestly, at Worlds, I was super hyped. And then, me, I, I definitely ski better when I have a lot of motivation, when I see a lot of skiers before me skiing good, and definitely hyped me up. So it just clicked. I ran 38, and score a PB of 239. And of course, that extra motivation uh, comes in no, in no small part from Vincent Stadelbauer, of course, because, I mean, he ran into 39 and a half off around about the same time as well. I have to say, that's not what I was thinking of at Worlds, but once I ran 38, the fact that he did two, and, you know, at that time, I didn't really know what I had to do to make the finals at Worlds, so I was just li li literally going for it, go as much as you can, as hard as you can, and hopefully make it to, like Vince did. Well, there you go, e excellent stuff. And uh, obviously making it through to the finals uh, makes you one of the top the top 12 uh, slum skiers in all of the world. So you obviously train in to, to get a score, good score on pretty much your home site, your home away from home here at uh, Swiss, uh, Swiss Water Ski Resort. So, so how how was how have your training sets been up to this point? Uh, uh, signs of encouragement going forward? So you know, since I've graduated in December, I have to say that I kind of took a little bit more time at home. I went back home in Italy for Christmas, and I took a little bit extra month to stay there. So I my season started a little slow this year. Um, I have to say I'm really excited to ski Swiss Pro. I'm not fully prepared um, for the tournament, so I hope I'm going to just try to ski my best and run a couple of boots at 38. And, um, yeah, just the first tournament is always kind of like a lot going on, you know. Um, my technique is still kind of getting fixed. Um, so just making sure I'm happy during the tournament and I'm skiing all right, that's going to be a good start. So probably so – you're probably not 100% confident of coming uh, of making it into the last five of the co of the competition. We we know the kind of skiers that are going to be there uh, there at the Swiss Pro. You've got Regina Jaquist, Whitney McClintock. I mean, need we say more? But but I mean, if you get a good start off number one and round number two, it's basically game on from that point, isn't it? It definitely is. Honestly, my 11:38 off. It's always about my gate. I mean, all the pros. All the pros know it's all about the gate mostly. Um, so I'm sure that if I get a good and controlled gate and not overshooting one, then I can keep going. And I always need to force myself to like, okay, now you're reactive, you be reactive, you just keep going. Like Wade says, keep moving, keep moving. That's the main thing at 11 for me, honestly. All right then. So beyond the realm of uh, of Swiss Pro, uh, once once that is done and dusted, you'll obviously uh, uh, focus your attention on the tricks event because 
you're going to try and qualify for the Masters for the second year in a row? Yeah, I'm going to do uh, all the three LCQs, um, both for slalom and trick. Um, so right now I'm still tricking, just focusing more, a little bit more in slalom for the Swiss Pro. And then um, as soon as that is over, I'm going to um, focus on both. Um, I actually just got my new good ski for trick, and it's it's amazing, honestly. Um, so I'm skiing pretty well, and hopefully, hopefully I'm going to make it again this year. Who knows? I'm sure Vincent's going to be sitting in the boat. Absol- Official absol- pinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just wrap, wrap the rope around the pole a couple of times. Yeah. Just hold on to it tight and just... Just rest on his elbow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That looks nice. It's yeah. really good, though. You know. You know how important it is to have a person that you are like confident enough in the boat to pin you. Um, it doesn't stress you out, but it's still like, okay, I know he can pin at the right time. So I, I like Vince in the boat. So hopefully it's gonna happen again. Vincent stressed out. <laughs> Those seem to be anonymous. Never it never happens at all. Not at all. Never. Not at all. I mean, having him in the boat, obviously, obviously, very, very comforting. So, uh, beyond the realm of the Swiss, I mean, uh, I mentioned we we mentioned that you're going to be involved in trying to get back into the Masters, and uh, and then and then beyond that, it's it's essentially a few a few a couple of weeks, and then it's then it's Europe with the San Gervasio uh, on your mind, of course. Yeah, of course. There is a lot of pro tournaments going on this year. Um, the first tournament in Europe that I'm for sure going to do is San Gervasio, and then there is a couple more that I'm still thinking about it. Um, but the more, the more, there are a lot of tournaments, so the more I do, the better it is for everyone, of course, also for the pro tour. Uh, San Gervasio is super exciting, and then um, the Europeans are going to be coming up. Uh, I'm not sure when yet, but there's going to be a tournament. I, I that think I'm about focus the on. second, the, the first or second weekend in September. Okay. So if those are the dates, anyway, I'm going. Um, so that's an important tournament for me and for my federation. You know, it's really important to get medals and try to score as best as we can. Um, and then I'm going to just come back to the US and finish up the season with the rest of the Pro Tour uh, tournaments. Now, you're part of the TWBC crew, crew of course. I mean, you, I mean you, you, you're in there when you can, obviously, when you're not skiing. I mean, and we, 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 we take a, a, a decent crew across over to Europe to, uh, to do. Uh, do those tournaments, including San Gervasio. Now, one of our crew, Adam, Adam Aber, actually skied his very first tournament in uh, ever, not in the United States, but in Italy. So, I mean, uh, and and obviously producing his personal best and skiing just just completely much better in tournament than in practice exactly exactly so so what is it what is it about skiing in italy like that makes it like nowhere else i mean honestly it's my own country so it's home for me it's everything for me um it's not necessarily easier just all the emotions behind it and for adam it was just i think all the like crazy stuff oh i'm in italy for the first time the food and the the place itself um so i think it was really hyped to both do the webcast for Centravasio and ski in the tournament and it just it just keeps great. All right, then. And as we round off uh, this podcast, I'll give you the opportunity to say thanks and acknowledge uh, those people that have uh, gotten you to where you are. So uh, fire away there, Alice. Yeah, I have to thank, um, first of all, of course, my, my family and my dad. That's the people that got me into water skiing at the very beginning. My sister started water skiing with me. Um, the Federation always helps us um, still up today and is going to keep helping us, you know, through the future. Um, we we'll definitely not be here with them and uh, just my friends 
um, that always support me and people watching the webcast you know that's a pretty big deal um, knowing that you have people watching you on the other side is a good motivation for me to keep going so all right then with many thanks uh, to uh, to Chelsea Mills Patrizia uh, Yani uh, you, 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 you can, you, you can correct like, me. It's like my name, Alice Beatrice. Beatrice. Yeah. <laughs> Beatrice Yanni and yourself, Alice Bagnoli. Yeah. We thank you very much indeed for uh, appearing on this episode of the TWBC uh, podcast. My name has been Tony Lightfoot. And uh, in my traditional uh, 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 out greeting, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC podcast.